Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Friday, January the 13th, um, 2023. Happy New Year. This is episode 97 of the Conrad Life Report. Uh, I think the last episode was December 19th, so it's about um, well, three weeks, three and a half weeks, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, good to be back. Uh, have had an eventful few weeks. We had the holidays. I guess I'll just go in order, but we had the holidays. And it kicked off with, I think, the day after the last episode, we had our company party, which was a crazy day and night because I was very busy at work and we had this project that we were going to launch the day after the party. And I had to make sure everything was ready to launch and it turns out a couple of things came up at the last minute that people want to change, which happens. And I had one side saying we should push through anyway, and then the other side saying, no, there's no urgency. Why would we push this? Um, and pushing meant to pushing till over into the new year. Um, so it was very stressful, and the meetings went until <laughs> 5.15. It ran into our small team gift secret santa gift giving um that's how like up to the last minute this went and <laughs> finally walking to the party my boss agreed that um it makes sense to, to just hold off which it did so that was a very stressful day but then the party was fun uh it started off quiet and i think there were some people that were staying away just to stay away from big gatherings which is understandable so i thought it might be a quiet quiet event but it just turned into a rager um so <laughs> people got lit it was very fun and funny uh had a good time at the party learned that our ceo went to 50 dead shows so that was cool learned that our head of sales went to over 70 dead shows by his estimation that was cool too um and then the after party was at uh, the nearby legendary uh, iconic Irish bar, Peter McManus, on the corner of um, 19th and 7th, which I have been going to since I moved to New York. It was, I think one of the, it was, a, I went there one of, like maybe the first week I moved here. Um, my old friend, Brendan Yam, who is a Manhattan native who I went to college with, uh, I went there with him and I met. I remember meeting some of his high school friends from Stuyvesant at Peter McManus way back in 1997. Um, so, always love going to Peter McManus. And I've had some, like, really awesome, crazy memories there throughout my time in New York. I don't think I'd been there in 10 years. But, um, yeah, some, some rather um, major sliding doors moments <laughs> have happened at Peter McManus, I feel like. So it was nice to be back there. Uh, it was fun. And then uh, the rest of the week, I took some more days off. If you recall, I had all these days to use. Um, and so I took some more days off. For the holidays, we went up to the family home in Woodstock in Sogarties, um, West Sogarties, which is basically Woodstock, and um, had a couple of great nights up there. Uh, we had Christmas Eve dinner at the Bear Cafe um, in Bearsville, which is part of the little Bearsville complex there at the end of Tinker Street. Um, 
great, great dinner. So it's like if you've been to that restaurant there, which there's also the Bearsville Theater right there and also the some tavern, I can't remember the name. This restaurant was open for a while and then I guess closed for a while and then they reopened. Um, so it's basically the same vibe. It's a farm-to-table thing, but um, it's very good if you're in Woodstock. And reading up on the history of the restaurant and that little complex of restaurants and bars and that venue, um, yeah, I learned that the restaurant was opened by Albert Grossman way back in the day. Albert Grossman being, of course, famously Bob Dylan's manager back in the 60s and 70s um, and managed other people too. I think Peter, Paul, and Mary, but he's kind of a Woodstock person. So good dinner. Had a good dinner there. Um, Had this incredible bourbon cocktail that was like smoking. You know, one of those things where it's like on fire when they bring it and they pour it and it smokes and it was just so fantastic what a great cocktail um anyway good dinner next day christmas day was just a quiet day around the house i of course escaped because i can't i need to just go do something during a day so i went and put gas in the car because that was just about the only place open and i went to stewart's shops and bought can't even remember what i think a local paper and then uh, my brother-in-law, Dhruv, and I went to Cusina. We went looking for any bar that was open to get a afternoon Christmas Day drink. So we found Cusina, um, which is the very nice restaurant um, on uh, whatever that main road is in Woodstock on 212 on Mill, Mill Basin something. Uh, but right at the corner there of Levon Helm Boulevard. So went in and had a couple of uh, Keegan Ales uh, stouts and then went back to the house and chilled. Um, and then the next day, Boxing Day, we drove back to the city. Uh, didn't do anything for a day. And then all of a sudden, um, COVID hit uh, this household. Uh, so we had, I had managed to not get it for all of this time. We think Oliver had it faintly in august because he had a faint test but he never got too sick and that was all we could see was one one faint positive test um amidst a bunch of negatives so he clearly had it i guess but we never really dealt with a full shutdown until now so julian oliver tested positive and i immediately went into isolation (laughs) in the bedroom and that worked for a couple of days. So I basically did not see them or I was masked um, for a couple of days. I even went to the fish show at the garden. More on that later. And um, But yeah, I was testing twice a day and I was negative for days. And then um, on New Year's Eve, I tested positive. And then I was basically still asymptomatic. But then an hour or two later after testing positive and feeling fine, the symptoms all hit me. And I was like, oh, here we go. And yeah, if you've not had it, um, like I did not until now. Yeah, all of those times I thought maybe I had it and I would stare at these negative home tests looking to see if there was any sort of faint line. It's like, no, it's like when you have it, you know it. And I, it was all those, all the usual symptoms you read about, but for me in a combination I've never personally experienced. So it, it definitely was its own thing. Um, and it kind of sucked because um, I did not want to get it. And I did not, <laughs> I just didn't want it. I did not want it in my body, but I got it. Um, and it wasn't that bad for me. 
I had about 36 hours of basically just lying down the whole time, being extremely tired, and then slowly got better, stuffiness went away, headache went away, and then by day four, I was feeling totally fine. But I did not test negative until like the 11th day. So I was one of that small percentage of people that just keeps testing positive, and it was very annoying. And I didn't do anything uh, socially, and I stayed away from the office. I worked from home until I tested negative. Um, so that was the big journey. Crazy. So, yeah. Oh, and in case if you remember, I had the, uh, bival- bu- how do you pronounce it? Bivalent bu- um, booster back in September. So, yeah, uh, maybe that's why it was mild for me. Anyway, all better now. Um, let's see. That was the big, I mean, that was kind of like the huge defining um, event <laughs> of the past few weeks. But yeah, so I did go to fish uh, when I was still negative, and, um, and I did not pass it on to anyone there if I, if I was indeed infectious because A, I wore a mask, and B, everyone I went to, I went with, um, did not get it. And I can kind of count on not having infected strangers because... I knew everybody I went with because we were in the company suite, which was awesome. So we were kind of like separated from everyone else. And again, by the way, I wore a mask the whole time. But this was my first time in a Madison Square Garden suite. And let me tell you, it is good living. Um, You go up on this level. If you've been to the garden, you know it's like halfway up. Um, And all, all these suites are basically like hotel rooms that open up out into the arena. Like... You walk down a hall, you find your door, then you go in, and it's like walking into a hotel room. Ho- like bathroom on the right, closet on the left, then you go into a little living room um, with furniture and a couch and a coffee table. And then there's like a small kitchenette, which had all this heated food ready to eat. Uh, there was a mini bar uh, that you could help yourself to. But also there was an attendant running in and out of the suite, and he would also make you drinks. And then there's then as you move forward through the suite towards the open arena, there's a countertop, like a bar top, and with stools. So you can kind of quote unquote sit at this like kitchen island type countertop that looks out into the arena. And then the farthest part of this quote unquote hotel room suite thing is the two rows of seats two rows of four seats on your right and four seats on your left like four and four on your left and then four and four on your right and those are like basically out in the arena itself um so to continue the hotel analogy it's like if you step out onto the your hotel balcony that's where these seats would be um so yeah pretty awesome so i got to see fish there and we asked for one night And we were granted that, and turns out we could have gone to all the nights because there are no clients to be schmoozed the week between Christmas and New Year's, it turns out. (laughs) So now I have this in the back of my head for uh, future events, like any any real down periods on the calendar if there's something at the garden. Um, So that was a lot of fun. Thank you to the corporate overlords for allowing me into your suite. Um, So yeah, saw fish at the garden. They played a great show from what I... From what the heads say, uh, my night, the 30th, was the best night of the four, musically, which was great. I thought it was excellent. Um, 
the second set was just like five song set lots of jamming really great <clears throat> other shows i saw i saw yola tengo uh one of, i saw hanukkah night six of their eight nights at the bowery ballroom uh the opener was mali obum sawin a indigenous female bass jazz avant avant jazz bassist um and she was great and her band was great and the whole band sat in for like five songs of the yola tango set and yola tango were great as always um i went alone but i ended up hanging out with my friend bradley and his colleague and also my friend david uh they are both um staff and teachers at uh the east village community school and bradley is also one of the three grateful dead night at three's brewing djs um so i watched the show with them and it was great to see them other news let's see looking at my notes uh yeah so the year ended on new year's eve is when i tested positive so i actually fell asleep at like 9 30 um and then annoyingly for me i couldn't run for the next few days because i was too sick to run and i heeded all of the advice to not exercise when you've got this and i did not because there's no way i had the energy to anyway and then when i felt better i definitely went for a light light jog the first day so i eased back into it but my stats for the year 2022 i went on 301 runs and i ran 958 miles and if i'd been looking at these numbers even a month ago i would have tried to like make it to a thousand miles so i guess that's my goal for this year i'm gonna try and run a thousand miles um yeah so running i didn't my first day of running was january 5th so um i haven't missed a day since the fifth let's see other news um music well new albums aren't really released this time of year um or at least over the holiday so i didn't listen to any new albums but i will say that i've been listening to jeff beck the last few days since he passed this week which was major bummer news jeff beck is awesome he does He's done a whole lot of different, weird, wild stuff. Um, but the first thing I listened to was my first like exposure to Jeff Beck in 1985 when he had that album. That was basically a big 80s album that I guess he doesn't really isn't really proud of anymore because it's very 80s. But he did a cover of People Get Ready and Rod Stewart sings it. And it was a huge MTV hit and I love it. And Jeff Beck's, it, it's like the most pop quote-unquote pop he's ever played it's just straight ahead beauty <laughs> it's so good his playing is so good um and then i've been listening to just some of the classic stuff from wired and truth and uh blow by blow and beck ola and i was reminded of what i would say is my favorite jeff beck song uh jeff's boogie now i used to know this song 20 years ago because uh Adam Roth, rest in peace, the great Lower East Side musician and comedian and actor. I used to go see him every Friday and Saturday night. Um, he would sometimes it was Friday, sometimes it was Saturday at Manitoba's, and he just played covers with his incredible band, and he was so funny between songs. So it was just he drew a packed crowd every weekend, and I went every weekend. Anyway, Jeff's Boogie was one of his stable staples, and I didn't I wasn't aware of this song before he started playing it and I asked I asked uh the drummer what what the name of it was. I would sometimes say like what was that song? So it's like I learned all these songs through Adam, but 
He was like, it was Beck's Boogie. And then I later turned out he actually meant it was Jeff's Boogie. So Jeff's Boogie is awesome. I would look that up. And in fact, today I saw a YouTube link of Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jeff Beck performing Jeff's Boogie. It is awesome. It's worth looking up. Um, let's see. In other news, Bell and Sebastian released a new single because they have a new album coming out. Oh, my gosh. I guess it came out. Oh, it's next week, maybe. I don't know. But the single is great. It's very 80s and dancey and synthy and poppy and gorgeous. And I love it. So the new Bell and Sebastian song's great. Um, let's see. What else? It's kind of it for music. Um, oh, I forgot to mention one other thing in the regular old neighborhood report. But Skippy was in town. Jack McFadden. Uh, founding booker of the of Union Hall and the Bell House and the Rock Shop and one of my close friends who moved to Austin like eight years ago. He's in town for some music biz biz and we had a big old night last night. Started out going to my friend Kara's uh, birthday, a small gathering at Leyenda on Smith Street organized by um, our friend Meg. So Meg and this uh, other friend Dylan came and I had Skippy come meet us there and Skippy came and also Howard and also our friend Sujan. And then when the Leanda portion of the evening was winding down around 1030, Skippy and I went to Travel Bar on Court Street. And there we were joined by Matt Tyson and also Phil Palazzolo, who I hadn't seen in a while. And Phil, of course, is sound engineer. Um, he also produced the final Taka Taka album, AM Landscapes. And he's a longtime collaborator with like um, New Pornographers and Ockerville River. In fact, he was responsible for me being part of the uh, band, that, the Ockerville lineup that played on Letterman uh, many, like 10 years ago when we did the song Rider. Um, so Phil was there and it was great. And Mike was behind the bar, travel bar, and we just <laughs> drank it up and had very good Negronis and bourbon. And it was a lot of fun. And it was my first just night out gallivanting uh, since COVID. And also, with the exception of fish, when I was isolating and negative since before Christmas. So it was a big night out. It was awesome. <sighs> books. Uh, I've read three books since the last podcast. I read uh, Stella Maris by Cormac McCarthy, which is the second of the two novels he has released in the past few months. Um, it comes... It's a companion to The Passenger. If you're going to read these books, which I recommend you do, uh, The Passenger very much should be read first. Um, Stella Maris is sort of just like, almost like a postscript type thing. Uh, but it's awesome. Oh, I loved it. So Stella Maris by Cormac McCarthy. Uh, I read My Life in the Sunshine by Nabil Ayers. Nabil is a, he's a friend. He's the head of 4AD Records in the United States. Um so I've known him through various 4AD, the National Day of the Dead things. And um, uh, the great thing is this book, which is a memoir about his um, very interesting life story. Uh, but the book was edited by my friend Meg, who I just mentioned a minute ago because she organized the birthday outing last night. Uh, so Meg was the editor of this book. So I read that book. Um, it's quite good. And uh, I read a book called This is How You Lose the Time War. Um, or is it this is how you win the time war? Hold on. Let me see. Um, let's see. This book was, it's a, it, this is how you lose the time war by Amal El Motar and Max Gladstone. Um, it is a 
very surreal, almost poetry-like sci-fi queer love story about two time travelers who are at war with each other, or rather their factions are, but they end up having a, like they fall in love via messages they leave for each other uh, throughout time. Um, it was good. It was a very quick read. That's kind of why I was able to read three books in the last few weeks. <clears throat> so that was good too. Good book. And I think that is it. Uh, we're at 20 minutes. Um, I guess the final thing is I was reading my friend Rick's uh, Rick Webb's newsletter today, and he talks about how some of his daily newsletter readers have decided to start their own daily newsletters. And Rick was the inspiration for this podcast because he – his podcast, which is originally about his just nothingness of life, inspired me to do this. And I've been a huge fan of his newsletter. And now I'm thinking maybe I should do a newsletter too. Might be fun. So if I do, I will uh, tell you guys next time. Anyway, that is it for me. This has been the Conrad Life Report. Um, I guess I should call the newsletter Conrad Life Report. Yeah. Uh, for episode 97, um, by the window here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, on a gray, cool, wintry day in January. Um, see you all next time. Bye.